So hi all, welcome to episode 17 of the Game Week Navigators. I'm Aritya and as usual I have Leon and Sankar. We'll be talking all things Game Week 5 and looking at possibly, you know, possibly wildcard because a lot of things have been floating around regarding why you need to wildcard in Game Week 5 or if not then when. So let's straight away jump to our talking points. So we're going to start off as usual with the transfer trends. Then we'll look at game week five fixtures. Then we'll look at wildcard. Uh, we have two drafts. That's Leon and Sankal have both you know, created drafts. <laughs> then we'll look at dilemmas for this week and in general for the long run. Look at captaincy and our first team. So before we go to the transfer trends, I want to know how was game week four, guys, for y'all. I had a red arrow despite, you know, uh, being three points clear of the average, so how did it go for you guys? Uh, I I had a red arrow as well. I think I had uh, two consecutive red arrows now in game week three and four, but uh, not panicking now because it's still early days. So we just uh, uh, not wildcarding as well. Uh, so we just see how we can uh, adapt. Maybe I'm I'm not doing any transfer as well this game week. So just trusting the players that I have uh, from early and see how it, how it goes. I don't remember whether it was a red arrow or a green arrow. That's how long international break has been for me. <laughs> Last few weeks has been so busy, so busy. But uh, I think it was a small green arrow. I like the score. Uh, you know, seven, six, seven, seven points. So uh, like the entire idea of it. I, I like uh, having you know uh, high scores, which might not push my rank compared to low scores, which uh, even pushes your rank. So it's a psychology thing. I really like looking at 70 plus scores. I don't care even if it's below average. I want my scores to be above 70. It gives me something, you know, to smile about. So th that way it was good, and it was a good long break as well, right? Uh, catching up uh, on life as usual before going back headlong into FPL. Uh, again, not triggering wildcard, but really interested by the possibility of wildcard. And I think it was a good exercise that both Leung and I did, right? Even if you don't wildcard today, just to see if you're going to wildcard, how the team is going to look, uh, what are the things, what are the risks that you are going to take with your team, uh, right? Where are you going to be a bit more optimistic? Where are you going to be a bit more pessimistic? So uh, I, I feel the entire exercise of wildcard is a good exercise to have, especially after I international break, just for you to get uh, back into FPL as well. Yes, so I have, I can see Brendan in the chat saying, hi guys, great to be after the interest break. Yes, we are also very happy to be back. There is a much needed break as well, but now we're looking forward to the next run of games. So with that being said, let's just quickly look at the transfer trends because some of the transfer outs are, you know, kind of making us question, is it really necessary or not? So let's look at the transfer ins. Obviously, Hyun Minson after the hat-trick is ranked first, followed by Madison. I think we just scored a goal. Alvarez, I think, scored 14 points. Romero and I think Ferguson may not play this game against United, so we don't know about that. So these are the transfer ins and transfer outs. We have Jackson. I think people finally are starting to lose patience, but I think we'll see who ends up keeping him. Isaac, Joao Pedro, Portman, and Visa. So there are two Newcastle players. So I think I leave it to Leon to you know answer whether it's the right move or wrong. Yeah, so uh, regarding Newcastle players, actually, uh, we, we are not really sure about the fitness of Botman, despite him uh, being uh, red uh, currently. So we have to wait for uh, Eddie House uh, press conference. I think uh, they, they previously mentioned that he'll be fine for this game. So if he is, then I, I, I don't think it's uh, the time to transfer him out yet. Uh, since we have uh, good fixtures coming up, I think we'll look look at fixtures later for for Newcastle, also for for Isaac as well. Not not sure why they do that, and and for me, um, we, we'll talk about Jackson a bit later because I think uh, uh two of three of us uh, actually own Jackson, so uh, not not sure if uh, it's the right move as well with uh Chelsea having some good fixtures coming up, and also worth mentioning is actually Alvarez actually played in uh, Bolivia, uh away to Bolivia uh in a. A very tough stadium as we know with the, the high altitudes so um, there are some news saying that he might not start uh, the next game so uh, the people that buy him might uh, want to think about it and also uh, in terms of son and medicine of course it's a 
the popular transfer with Spurs facing uh, Sheffield United uh, at home this this game week. But uh, not sure if it's uh, a good long term move because uh, they have after Sheffield United they have a few tough games as well. So if it, whether it's a a knee jerk move that uh, people make after Son's hat trick or uh, it's uh, really a good move, we will we'll talk about that uh, a bit later as well. Yeah. Yes. So I think. We're on transfer trends, so let's just you know quickly brush up and look at game week five fixtures. Then we'll go on to wildcard and the dilemmas. So these are the fixtures that we have for game week five. There are a few good games, interesting games like uh, Spurs, Sheffield, as we said, West Ham, Man City, uh, Wolves, Liverpool, and we have uh, Arsenal, right? Everton, Arsenal. So I think there was some interesting thing that I think all over the field put it that since Wenger had left, I think Arsenal have not won a game at Goodison Park. Some, I, when I was shocked when I read that, I was like, how is this possible? Yeah, I mean, at least I was aware of it, <laughs> that <laughs> we have not been winning there for the last uh, few years. Uh, and there are a lot of news initially about uh, Saka's, uh, you know, injury uh, being managed, minutes being managed. And that, it's one of the reasons that I was telling everyone, hey, don't worry about Saka's minutes. We don't win there, so I'm pretty sure Arteta is going to start uh, Saka at the very minimum. I think another thing, important thing that we need to note is that from now on, European games will start. That's the Champions League, Europa League, Conference League. So the headache of rotations will begin and uh, the leanness is going to matter a lot uh, in the players that we pick. So that's another thing that all of us need to you know, keep an eye on. Okay. I, and that's perhaps one of the reasons I'm not very keen on jumping into a wild card because today we don't know what is going to happen uh, right how the teams are going to shape up both for champions league as well as europa uh, matches uh, for example to, tomorrow if i see that uh, klopp is very much interested in starting nunes in the europa matches rather than the premier league fixtures it, it's a different decision altogether right so there are still quite a bit of variables and it would make sense for us to maybe see out those couple of weeks of initial Champions League fixtures before you jump into that wildcard because that gives you more information. So for example, I think Newcastle, a lot of people are still speculating whether Isaac starts in Champions League matches or Wilson. I am praying it's Wilson because I have Isaac. I got him like just in game week three, I think with a hit. So I'm not selling him yet. Uh, but at the same time, th these are crucial information for us to pick up on before we start triggering those uh, wildcards. Yeah, and also just uh, one thing to add, when I look at the fixtures, actually, you see the last match is uh, Forest against Burnley. So I think by that time, we already maybe played uh, 10 or 11 of our players. So usually we have uh, we end the game week with a big game, but this is a, an, an unusual game week. We have to wait until Tuesday to see uh, what happens. So yeah, other than that, I think uh, we have lots of uh, big games uh, this, this uh, game week to look for forward to. So looking forward to that. Yeah. How are you guys feeling from a Premier, you know, FPL point of view? Have you guys settled in with your teams? What's the overall sense uh, so far? Hmm. <laughs> I think patience is again an important factor here at this point. Um, four game weeks was good enough for us to judge in the terms of which teams are the one to target and you know the players to pick. But obviously now you had an international break, right? So that's gone out of the window and the next phase of games will help us, you know, pick. So again, form comes into the picture irrespective of what the game is. Like, for example, as we were saying, like, at Spurs have the Spurs, I think, post-Sheffield, they play, I think, Arsenal and Liverpool, two tough games. But, you know, the way Spurs have been playing so far, you wouldn't label it as tough games, right? You would label as, you know, games where their attacking players could get some returns. So now that you've got enough information of teams, the way they've played, I think you'll be able to make proper judgments. But patience is very important. So that's why even I'm not that inclined towards a game with five wildcard because another three, four odd games plus you know the European games again will give us better answers. Yeah, yeah. Leonga, how about you? 
Yeah, I think uh, one of the games that uh, we, we, we missed out on discussing is uh, West Ham against uh, City because uh, due to their good form, actually people are bringing in a lot of West Ham players like maybe we are considering Bowen, uh, Ward Prowse. So, so it, it's uh, maybe their first major test this season. So uh, it's very interesting to see how they can uh, approach this game against uh, Man City, especially at home, and also whether they can... Uh, make City lose points for the first time this season. So if, if you want me to pick uh, the game of the week for me, it will be West Ham. Uh, and how, how do I approach uh, the game for now? Um, again, uh, like I like mentioned earlier, it's a, a wait and see for me. Uh, I'm still gathering information on uh, what, what is different from the, from the way of the team play from this season uh, comparing to last season and how, how the players uh, play in different positions and um, for example, Martinelli. What what is the difference that I, that we'll mention later? Uh, on what what are the, the um, whether this player they, they did well last season should we um look at the past record or should we look at the, the form in the first first four games, which are just a small sample size? Uh, yeah, all those are we have to take in consideration on uh how we pick our players for for the next few game weeks. True, true. I I mean, I'm fairly uh uncomfortable uh currently to be honest uh, with my entire assessment of where teams are lie right uh, i mean spurs are good spurs are attacking pretty well compared to last season i think it's a complete change at the same time they have not exactly played really tough games from a defensive point of view right so i would like to see how they play arsenal uh, away i would like to see how they play liverpool and even though Liverpool have not been great defensively, right? Just for us to get a bit more information. Similarly, I want to see whether United will start gelling, right? Uh, so far, it has been more of a hit and a miss, right? And uh, a lot of people are on Rashford, Bruno. I managed to sell both of them now, and uh, I, I'm I've been uh, I'm being asked by United fans to worry that I don't have Rashford attacking the Brighton uh, fullbacks, right? So. Arsenal have not looked really, really good from attacking point of view while we are getting the points more or less. Uh, it's an attack that is still struggling to gel in with the new additions that have come in. Right, So a lot of variables and even City, to be honest, have not looked really, really good. Right, There are a couple of matches which I think they left it pretty late to win those matches. And like you said, West Ham might go into this match thinking they have something. Uh, kind of a, There is some possibility for them to pick up Points, right so lot of information which is in flux for me and uh, i'm pretty uncomfortable because i feel getting into game week five by now you should start making those moves comfortably but i'm not uh, I, I think there's a lot more for the game to see and to add to all of this i think we have the 110 minute nonsense coming up which is cleaning out all our clean sheets uh, i was checking some podcast where they said uh, i think this is the lowest clean sheet they have seen in the first four uh, game weeks over the last five, six seasons, which makes sense as well, uh, given the amount of time this match is a good one. I think now probably we'll see a lot of teams subbing in players. I mean, the teams that are playing midweek in European competitions. So we'll see the first choice players getting subbed off more earlier. We used to generally see maybe 75, 80 minute mark being now close to 70 minute mark. So, I mean, that's also going to play a lot of role. And obviously, you said you clean sheet wiping out and all those things. Yes, it's getting kind of annoying. 110 minutes, like, <laughs> it goes to 55 odd minutes. The first half labeled of 45 minutes goes to 55 minutes. And it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, he went the clock back to 45 again for the second half. So, anyways, that's enough of moaning that we're doing. And I, I see a question there about Newcastle. Uh, Fabian Sher and Wilson. I think we'll, we'll talk about Newcastle a little later. So I think with that being said, let's move on to Wildcard because that will allow us to cover players in depth. So this is Leon's Wildcard draft. So Leon, what I want you to do is to, you know, go position-wise uh, in brief, the players you have picked and who would be the alternate choices if not. 
Yeah, so uh, before I, I, I go to my wildcard team, actually, I just want to uh, reply to Sankat regarding the, the, the clean sheet. Uh, actually, I, I did a study, a, a short study uh, from the past 10 uh, seasons, and, and found that uh, indeed this season is by far the, the lowest percentage of uh, clean sheet for the first four game weeks. Uh, I think we have just 14% uh, of the teams that actually kept, kept a clean sheet. And it, I think if you look back to the, the point where Premier, Premier League actually started, I think this is also the, the season where we have the lowest clean sheet as well. Also, uh, I think one of the main factors is, of course, you mentioned just now of the, um, the extended time played. So uh, having said that, we'll go to our, our wildcard. So um, this is actually quite related to the low clean sheet. So um, which is why I mentioned that I, I won't spend a lot on uh, big at the back. So uh, in terms of keeper and also defenders, I actually try to spend uh, as minimum as, as, as possible and also fo focusing on bringing in defenders that actually have uh, attacking potentials as well. So we look at the keeper, of course, uh, the cheapest um, playing keeper right now uh, that's quite nailed is uh, Ariola because uh, Turner, he has uh, some competition right now. So we'll go with Ariola and then um, if you look into the fixtures as well, we, uh, Fulham has four or five good fixtures coming up. So he's uh, at 4.6 million. So I'll go with Leno with a lot of uh, potential for uh, making big saves because uh, Fulham concede a lot of shots. And in terms of defense, um, I've, go, I've gone with uh, Cash and Udogi with both uh, 4.7 million right now. Uh, both are very attacking and uh, play uh, in with very attacking high-line teams like uh, Spurs and Villa. And uh, for for Bayer, of course, I, I have him and I, I won't remove him. If, even if I don't have him, he's uh, one of the most nailed 4.0 uh, defender right now. And he has a double game week coming up and double game week 7. And also Colville uh, is the cheapest way into Chelsea's defense with uh, good fixtures coming up and also bought of course, uh, I've mentioned just now with a uh, good Newcastle uh, fixtures coming up. We're just not sure whether he's fit to start the next game. So we have to look at the next press conference. And uh, for the midfield five, uh, not necessarily I, I want to go with players with a uh, red-hot form. Of course, we have players like Sterling and Madison with a, a good start to the season and, and good uh, Sterling has good fixtures, uh, Madison playing Sheffield United next, and also this is quite fixture-proof the way of uh, Spurs playing right now, so I have Sterling and Madison. And Rashford and Saka not really hitting a red-hot form starting the season, but um, they are doing quite okay with some returns, and Rashford slowly getting to form, so uh, I think those are two players that I, I would keep long-term. And... Um, you notice here that I have uh, three Villa players, Cash, DRB, and also Watkins as striker. Because uh, looking at uh, Villa's fixtures coming up, they have uh, real good fixtures in the next five and six game week, and I believe that can, they can score a lot of goals. So uh, DRB and um, yeah, they have Crystal Palace, Chelsea, um, Brighton. Which uh, Chelsea and Brighton, they actually concede uh, a lot. And we have next uh, Wolves. West Ham, Luton, Forest, Fulham, all those teams, I believe Villa can score a lot against. So, um, yeah, we'll go back to my team. Yeah, so I, I think that uh, the, the combination of DRB and Watkins look really dangerous right now, and uh, I really want them both to, uh, into my team. So if I, the, the only dilemma I have here is uh, whether I want to choose uh, DRB or, or, or Son, because I, I can afford Son, actually, if I remove DRB, because in this lineup, I maybe have uh, 2.6 million in the bank. So, uh, yeah, if I have Son, then I will have triple Spurs. If I have um, DRB, then I will have uh, triple Villa. But right now, uh, due to Villa's better fixtures, I will have uh, uh, three Villa players and, of course, Haaland. Uh, and then, yeah, the um, the popular pick right now on Twitter is uh, Morris because of his double game week and also his uh, cheap price. So this is uh, the summary of my wildcard draft if I decide to wildcard now, but uh, most likely not. Very, very interesting. I see triple uh, will I. So, even, uh, generally, when you when you try to wildcard, obviously, you will try to attack the fixtures because you are looking to take the upper hand advantage by wildcarding, you know, compared to the others who may not. So, fairly understandable. But also, you know, uh, Bayer and Morris make sense for double gaming. Newcastle fixture swing is there. Chelsea. Fixtures are favorable, but you're know, not getting consistent returns from a few players. I think Spurs have looked good, Haaland, no-brainer. The only place is that the, the double Villa attack. I know I can understand, but maybe why not a Liverpool attacker? Why not, you know, get a player from uh, from another team, right? Just, I'm just throwing up. I think, I think 
we can go to sankalp draft i think there is a liverpool player in that i'm not sure i have not seen so i'm just going to go to that there is so i'll let him to the top yeah there is one uh, like you said uh, i think the entire point of me if i jump today into a wild card uh, it will be to create enough differentials with uh, respect to the current team that i have as well as to people around me right? that, that's the entire idea for me and that's the reason i have a double newcastle uh, defense i have pope and trippier i can take money out uh, make maybe make trippier someone like scar but the entire idea for me is the goalkeeper slot is just too worrisome currently right uh, almost no one is giving you points so if i can bring in a goalkeeper who stands out tremendously then that will be a strong and that's the reason i have gone for a double up i can do double newcastle defenders but i want to have that one goalkeeper who might give me a strong edge compared to others right and that's where i have open trippier currently estupinian i'm keeping uh, he for me is almost a chilwell equivalent now primarily also because it's not about the positions it's the quality of positions chilwell mostly one he is getting subbed 60 62nd minute and then on top of it it, he, it seems he is always the only person holding that uh, you know width on the wing which is not exactly the best case scenario compared to estupinian who is always attacking in pairs right so if you have mitoma who is entering the box you will see estupinian somewhere in and around him uh, always trying to give another option to mitoma and while mitoma does not take that option a lot more times uh, but i like the fact that estupinian is available alongside uh, mitoma so fixtures might not be favorable but i like the fact that because there are no clean sheets in the game i can continue going in with an attacking full back right uh, then cas i already had uh, so i'll continue playing him on top of it i'll trade up another defender to a city defender and hope that city start casting in on the clean sheets and uh, i have gone for tavares as my 4.4 million uh, defender because i really like tavares uh, as a attacking full back and i think uh, nottingham forest have looked pretty decent at the back and he's my turner trade up uh, you might say so in case turner leaves uh, you know loses out on his position i get someone like tavares uh, going into the middle i cannot sell him boemo he's just turning out to be too magical to be true right and uh, i don't want to sell saka i feel he is a consistent asset I, and again being a national fan i have a bit of a bias uh, i already had madison i think with a wild card i would definitely bring in sun and just to balance the money i have brought in gibbs white it's not like gibbs white is a you know top choice for me but in that you know less than 6 million bracket i feel he is a pretty decent uh, person to go with because he looks fairly attacking uh, if i did not have uh, money problems i would have ideally gone for taiwoi but uh, given the way we are saving up our forward assets i think i am going for gibbsford currently midfield i have gone for davin nunes uh, as my liverpool alternative because i feel there's a swing and uh, i need to capture it somehow there are reports that nunes is not uh, is not a uh, practicing or uh, in the training in case he's not then i'll trade it down slightly to nico jackson and i'll keep the money and i'll move into darwin i think the game week after or the one after within the next two game weeks morris have gone fairly to give us that additional double game week slot but i don't want to go more than one slot uh, i don't trust these players that much and obviously haland remains haland that, that's the entire idea of my wildcard today You know the interesting fact is the contrast between both the drafts, right? Like, like there is like a there is proper contrast. There is a double Newcastle defense. You are banking more. I mean, on Forest players. I mean, just as fillers, but you have more Forest players here. You have a Liverpool player, double Spurs. I mean, that Leon could also get in Sun for uh, as you were saying. Like, who was who was the player that you Diaby? I think that's what you were saying. So, I mean. There is like a nice difference. So those who want to attack can go this way. Those who want to play the template can go the other way. But yeah, Gibbs White and all. I mean, you could you could potentially cut down, right? So basically, the fifth midfielder and the third striker are 
more or less not going to play or if you play a 352 then your third striker won't play if you play 343 so i think so um, i think idea with morris is just for that one game week we are going to play him right and then we are going to bench him out or transfer him out to another uh, further uh, forward so morris is for me only for that move apart from that i think nottingham first have two good fixtures i'm going to attack those two fixtures and then bench perhaps those players gibson is a decent player but uh, i would love to see if i can get in some money and you know upgrade him to diaby uh, so that's also one place because i really like diaby as a pick i think he's coming out as a really good alternative to watkins I- i'll not double up but i would rather go with someone like diaby who's i think got a good sense for goals compared to watkins who's perhaps playing into him rather than taking those chances Yes, I think I just have one one suggestion instead of Gibbs White. I I don't want to get the United bias. So Man United are currently completely uh, all the wrong things are going on half the time. Uh, so again, another unwanted uh, attention is going on with regards to two players. So because of this current situation, I think for 4.9 i think you have garnacho as now more or less a viable option very viable option because the, the two players that have been discussed at the moment are more or less out so you are going to have rashford hoyland and question mark so it's more or less garnacho is going to play or bruno goes in and all i don't see that happening i like felistri as well uh, i don't know whether he becomes an option but uh, if he does i think he has got some good assist potential Yeah, he 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 naturally looks better, obviously on the right wing. But uh, we don't know what he might do. So just throwing out those fifth midfield option because this current draft doesn't have any added coverage. And if you are looking to get in someone, not of the likes of Rashford and Bruno and all, yeah, then it's just for that. Okay. I mean, my bias will be, but just you know, differentiate. I think uh, we're done with point card. So we we did get one question regarding point card. I think uh, so. It was Ozzy who had posted his draft. So he had Flecken and uh, Turner in goal, Udogie, Chilwell, Cash, Gusto and Estupinian in defence, Hurmanson, Madison, Saka, Embermo, Foden in midfield, and Alvarez, Haaland, and Jackson. It's not up on the screen, but I'm just reading it out. So, what do you guys think of this draft? Yeah, I think it's a very strong draft. Just, uh, just one concern is regarding uh Gusto because we heard that uh James uh, actually uh is training right now. Not sure whether he's uh he'll be back. Uh, how many minutes that he'll actually play before he he gets injured again? So uh, other than that, I think uh Flecken is a a very good goalkeeper pick. Uh, which is someone that I I really considered considered as well, because uh like like Raya last season he actually have uh, lots of saves and uh, Brentford is uh, quite strong defensively as well. So yeah, I think overall it's a, a very good uh, wild card. Just that uh, interesting to see that he actually decide to uh, trust Jackson, uh, in his wild card, uh, even though Jackson is misfiring so far. So I I think it's a good move to trust Jackson. If 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 I'm him, I'll I'll have Jackson in my team as well, uh, to see how 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 he continues to adapt to the Premier League. I I'm not sure with his goalkeeping choices, right? Because uh, Athletic is now reporting that it might be Turner's place to lose, right? So if I'm on a wild card, I would rather move out of Turner. And uh, same with Flecken. I'm not sure whether you know the fixtures are completely now buying into a Brentford clean sheet. Uh, other than that, I like the fact that he's on a City triple attack. You know, Haaland, Alvarez, as well as Foden. Uh, I like the fact that he's on a Sun Madison combo, which is something similar that I would have liked to do. Even Udogi, I think, is a great way. Uh, though I'm not pre- very sure, but it's a decent punt. Uh, it's just that. those other positions for example nico can you go for someone else right maybe not immediately maybe you do it after a week or two right? but overall i find it's a good draft is just the goalkeeper choices that i would like to change yeah i mean i i would just say three things goalkeepers i completely agree i think areola and uh, leno is a good pair for value yeah. Yeah. the one and i I might, if I was in this place, I would remove Gusto out for maybe 
Amari Bell or Bayer, someone who has a double gimmick and is also priced for you know just to have a coverage just for that week. So that's the only uh, thing that I would do. Uh, I guess we're done with wild card, right? Any other things that we you guys want to discuss before we move on to the dilemmas? No, uh, I think uh, one thing we have realized is uh, if you're on a wild card, you would ideally double up on Spur, you know Spurs attack. That feels like the uh, logical thing to do in a way to attack and perhaps get it a bit stronger on the Newcastle defense, right? Other than that, I don't see a lot of differentials standing out, you know, strong differentials, uh, which can really make your team stand out compared to the current template choices. Uh, one more thing I would like to add about wildcard is actually sometimes people uh, wildcard early, um, right away before the international break because they want to maybe uh, possibly get some profits uh, from it, maybe just a 0.2 rise. But so far, we haven't seen any 0.2 uh, price rise yet so far. And it hasn't happened a lot uh, in the past few seasons. If you look at the statistic, actually, we, we just have around three, three or four uh, rises. So I don't think it's... Uh, worth doing it just just uh, to gain the profit so it's uh, an advice to everyone if you want to wildcard it's because you really want to do it not because you want to get the profit for your team definitely okay then so let's go on to the next one that's the dilemmas for this week so first one is can we expect Darwin Nunes to finally deliver on his potential <laughs> Sankap should answer that because he has uh, planned to bring in Nunes. Yeah, um, I think things are looking better. Uh, he he does look a bit more settled into the team. Uh, but again, uh, what we heard from Bielsa was he did get into the international break with a few muscle injuries, and uh, he's not yet trained. So today, if you have not, if you don't have Nunes, I'll not advise you to get him in. But overall, I feel. He will do better in his second season compared to the first one. It's just the idea that when Klopp says things like, hey, that this guy has to track back more, has to put in a bit more defensive work, right? So he has very clearly told his expectation to the player. Uh, it's just about the fact whether he can start doing it regularly, right? But Nunes, he's always going to be a bit of a flip-flop striker, right? Uh, in terms of minutes, primarily, uh, there might be game weeks he'll start, there might be game weeks he'll not. And this is something that you have to accept going into uh, getting into the player. The good thing is no, none of the second strikers are signing out, right? And that's the reason I feel, especially when fixtures are aligned, you can go with this as a point. Uh, in general, I do feel he will deliver, but at the same time, I do feel he will also take out some of the attractiveness that we have for the likes of Salah, etc. Right? So today, if Nunes starts delivering, it also means that the Salah, the Mo Salah draft almost gets dead. So something to keep uh, in our mind as well. Yep. Uh, actually, I look at some underlying stats uh, on Nunes comparing this season with last season. So uh, we use the uh, XGI per uh, 90 minutes because as we know, his uh, minutes is not uh, stable uh, even on this season. So we look at uh, last season, his uh, XGI per 90 is just uh, 0.78 uh, per 90 minutes and his uh, goal conversion rate is just... Uh, uh, 10 point 10 uh, 11 percent out of uh, the, the the shots conversion so it's, it's really low and he, he really missed a lot of uh, chances last season uh, but this season is uh, he has uh, improved it with um, uh, increased to 1.28 xgi per 90 minutes uh, which is quite a significant improvement and also his goal conversion rate even though it's a small sample size actually in, increased to 22 percent from the 10 percent last season so i think he's uh, slowly adapting more to the premier league and he's uh, becoming uh, more clinical as well uh, so i think uh, he can be a choice but as you say just now we, we are not sure about his fitness even though he on eye test wise, he really impresses. Even though, uh, even if you, if we watch the match against uh, uh, in international friendly for Uruguay, he actually uh, have a lot of uh, good moves, get into get dangerous positions, and uh, just the problem right now is uh, whether um, rotation wise, whether uh, he can start ahead of Jota and Gakpo. So we're not sure about that, and we have to. I think for me, it's uh, we have to keep observing for that. I won't really jump into buying him right away. This game week. 
Yes, I, I agree. Wait and watch in one word or no, two words. Wait and watch. If you count three. then three. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to the next one. As double game week seven approaches, should be considered getting in Luton or Burnley players or perhaps not. I think with the two drafts, you made it very clear, right? The four million defenders from both the teams lock. If you have, I think most of us will have one of the four million defenders. And then Morris, if we can plan a move for him, not like necessarily. I mean, those who are not wild carding, I think uh, the two free transfers when you're nearing game week seven, I think should be enough for you to just cross that particular week. Any other players that you guys are looking at from from these two teams? Yeah, actually, I have one player that uh, quite a lot of players, uh, quite a lot of managers actually. Uh, overlook, uh, which is uh, Lau Foster from 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 Burnley. Uh, so so far he has uh, is the highest scorer for Burnley with 15 points. Actually the same same, same points as uh, what Morris has now, and he has uh, two goals. Uh, uh, initially we thought he, he won't be playing uh, as forward as uh, expected, but uh, actually his uh, Burnley is actually fielding two strikers um, the way they play in the past two games, and also his. Uh, 0.5 million cheaper than than Morris is uh, just five million and um, minutes wise uh, so far he has uh, started all three games uh, he has more minutes than the other striker of Burnley which is uh, Amduni uh, so far he has uh, two, 259 minutes against uh, 200 minutes of Amduni and also he has a uh, quite uh, better XGI compared to Amduni with 0.91. So apparently uh, the, the new signing of Burnley uh, Amduni don't really settle that well in, in Premier League right now and uh, the main focus of uh, their attack is on, on Foster. However, um, the, 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 the cons of buying uh, Foster is that they have really tough fixtures coming up. Uh, in the next five games, they have uh, United, they have uh, Newcastle, they have Chelsea and also um, he don't really have a a good record in championship uh, as we know he joined uh, Burnley last season uh, in January transfer window uh, only made 11 appearances and only scored uh, one goal so we don't re- really know that his uh, good start to the season is is it sustainable or not so it's a it's a gamble again uh, but it's a, a player that worth uh, noting for in Lao Foster uh, anything you want to recommend uh, Sankap Other than Morris, of course. Uh, are you getting Morris this game week? I'm not getting him so far. Uh, I mean, I, I'll decide only on the uh, double game week where what to do. Uh, you know, game week seven is when I'll take a call. Who, to, who do I bring in? Uh, I like Foster Shout. Uh, I like Amdoni Shout as well, even though we have seen very little of him. And w- what you said is true. He's yet to settle out. But uh, to me, he comes out as the higher ceiling player. Uh, so if he clicks, he's the guy who will give you more points, is what I'm thinking. And that's the reason these two game weeks will be good for us to keep an eye out. I'm very comfortable picking up someone from Burnley rather than Luton because I do feel Burnley as an attack uh, have a higher quality f- about them. Uh, while at the same time, I think one of the fixtures is Newcastle away. So it's very tricky because at this at one point of time you are also thinking, hey, let me take a double Newcastle defense and they are going to give me clean sheets. At the same time, we're thinking, hey, Burnley striker will break that clean sheet, right? So very difficult to believe both. But at the same time, uh, I'm open to it. Uh, I feel that third striker slot is the only slot where I will go in for one of these players, and I'm going to use these two game weeks to decide who's that uh, guy going to. Be. Okay, so so we've thrown out a few names here. So let's see what happens maybe in the next few weeks. We'll get a proper answer. Next one we'll go. That is Son Hyun Ming now must have asset, especially given his likely central role. Have you guys got him in? No. Oh, okay. I thought I'll be the only guy doing this. Okay. So it's three of us who have not got him in. So clearly we don't believe he's a must-have asset. Uh, he he is a tremendous FPL player and uh, Premier League player as well as uh, I think from FPL asset point of view, he's been really, really good for us last few seasons. But at the same time, is the fact that you 
have just seen him do well over this one game week right which and a game week where everything favored him that that's the more important thing right burnley are open burnley played to played into sun's hand hands sefila are not going to do that they will have a triple uh, defender you know three center backs at the back and i have a feeling that this kind of match will favor that other midfielder who runs in beat sar beat madison some guy who who's going to run in while sun is being marked out heavily by the center back right so that's the reason i'm i don't think he's a must have asset today but i'm more than happy to be wrong tomorrow and then get him even uh, before the arsenal match so if tomorrow say sun scores a brace against sheffield i'm going to get him you know in in front of the arsenal match because i feel arsenal do concede one odd goal at least uh, every home game right so but i i want to see one more match uh, get more information because we have enough of midfielders a lot of choices any player that i sell today is going to be a good player that is sell for example i have to sell forden martinelli saka one of these guys right so all of these are good choices i don't want to sell before i see before i feel i've seen enough yeah uh, for me uh, my my opinion is same as sankar i really want son but uh, the only uh, thing that stopped me from getting him is uh, because there are so many good choices of uh, midfielders right now and uh, we we really believe that the 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 five that we have right now can can really do, do well at, uh, at least in this game week so we'll hold on uh, that move but having said that if you look at the, the stats again um in game week 1 to 3 when uh, son played on the wing um we total up gimmick one to three or you only have a 0.99 xgi uh, which is not a lot but in gimmick four alone itself you have a 1.19 xgi so uh if he can continue to play in the central striker role which i think he, he will because uh Richarlison, obviously he has some problem and i think he's going to see some counselor when he, he returns to, to, to spurs due to his uh mental issue and also uh, we have Brandon Johnson who uh, recently just uh, arrived at uh, Spurs so uh, we have another creator that, that uh, can play uh, on, on the wing um, so Son don't, do not need to play there and we can see that in the past uh, season if he, he played as a more of a finisher rather than a creator he usually does well uh, in, in the past season he has uh, Kane who create uh, chances after chances for him and and this season he has uh madison and, and more recently uh solomon so um and spurs uh, uh seems like they they'll play uh attacking regardless of their opponent so i think uh son will get uh, a lot of chances if he play centrally so it's something that uh we can think about i'm i'm, I'm thinking about doing it but um not sure which gimmick uh i'll do it maybe i'll wait for after the arsenal and, and liverpool game and and see see how how he does Makes sense. I mean, if you have Madison, I think you can just, uh, it, it's not a like must transfer. So you can survive. That's just what I feel. And uh, let's move to the next one. That's with Wadiol benched in last game. Who was the most secure city defender? Or I think let's, let's answer the next couple of questions in a very quick fire, quick manner. I think the answer would be Ruben Diaz. That's it. Agreed. Okay, uh, uh, personally, I bought Guardiola last game week um, uh, without seeing that uh, some of the predictions that saying he, he, he won't start. So uh, I'm not sure if he'll start this game week. So I, I think City spent a lot of money on him. So he won't be on the bench uh, all the games. Uh, so he'll be quite spread out. But so far, uh, surprisingly, the, the most nailed uh, City defender this season is not Akanji, it's not Diaz, but it's actually Kyle Walker at the uh, right hand side because he actually started all four games and played uh, all 90 minutes of it. Whether he, he, he can um, sustain, we, we, we don't know because they have so Cancelo, so he has uh, one competitor less for the, the, the right back position. And then uh, right now, maybe his direct competition is uh, Luis. Uh, which won't start a lot of games so uh yeah it's interesting to see whether walker can nail down the right back position or whether uh guardiola will change uh, the 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 formation again and uh he'll be on the sub bench again so for now uh yeah for now as you all say diaz is the most nailed uh defender so but he, he costs quite a lot so it'll be uh, an interesting consideration whether we want to bring him in or not 
Okay, let's go to the next one. That's following the Sancho and Anthony incidents. Should we be considering offloading other Man United assets? I leave this question up to you guys. Then I'll answer it last. Okay, I I I have a uh, Rashford right now. So uh, obviously, I started the season with Shaw, uh, Bruno, and uh, Rashford, and I've sold um, Bruno and Shaw since uh, one due to injury and one due to um, don't know why. So um, for me, I'll I'll keep Rashford uh, because I I think he's uh, since he shifted to the left. Uh, left wing position he has uh, been thriving so far um so yeah uh I, I won't consider bringing in other man united assets but uh we, we have to see because I'm, I'm not really sure who will be playing where whether bruno will be moving on to to the a more attacking position or not i think aditya can answer that better later Sankalp. I, I have sold both of mine, uh, Rashford as well as Bruno. Uh, I don't think uh, it's as standout as last season right? uh, with respect to Rashford being the prominent goal scorer for United. At the same time, I feel like Arsenal United attack is taking time to settle in and then you have added a new flavor now. Right? We have Holland coming in and uh, we don't know what exactly he does. A lot of people are speculating that he's going to the main man the big man and he's going to deflect balls to Rashford for him to carry and score. We don't know that. It might happen. It might not happen. It depends purely on the coaching choice. So today, if you ask me who's the United player to get, I don't know that. Who's the United player to sell? If you have Rashford, ideally you hold on to him. Uh, right? Uh, if you have Bruno, ideally you hold on to him. Uh, but I, I I do think if, if today... Uh, I'm not as convinced about Sun, but if you are as a FPL manager and you want to bring in, uh, you know, Sun for Rashford, I will not say no because I feel it's more or less similar, but uh, the Spurs attack looks far more gelled than United attack does, right? Uh, that's where I stand today. Yeah, that's a very uh, unacceptable statement that we have to agree because it's it's Tenag's second season and. Uh, we cannot be outplayed by you know Spurs, who are who, who are just playing few games under Anspersico Blue. So it's un- unacceptable for for us. But uh, I mean, as as you rightly said, as you both of you rightly said, that if you have Rashford and Bruno, holding is the better option. If you want to sell, you sell off selling at your own risk. But uh, I would say Onana and all. If you have just ship them out, there's no point. We are not going to keep leeches. We are not looking at good state. I have Onana, and uh, I'm thinking, do I waste my one transfer this week to ship out a goalkeeper? I think I may not. I may just just bite the bullet and you know wait and see next week. So that's the thing, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't think Bruno will play on the right. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I think uh, tomorrow we'll get more updates. Uh, properly with I don't know whether there's a press conference or not or some embargo quotes and all might start coming in later so we'll have a better idea but yeah don't don't say United assets we have if you're not convinced you can do it but if you don't have United assets like in your case uncle I will wait and look at Rasmus Holland because uh, he might be the seven million striker that people will go for from maybe Jackson let's say just just throwing up yeah. In a course of two to three weeks, we never know. So yeah, I, again, I'm open to it. I, I'm open to it. I don't have any players, and I feel more comfortable because I can get anyone. I feel that's a better situation to win. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's the answer for that. Next, I'll go to Leo. Quickly, Leo, answer this question. I think both of us will sit out because we have no idea. So we'll leave it up to you. With Newcastle's fixtures improving, is it finally the right time to invest? If so, who should we target? Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll just start by answering Brandon's question earlier. So his question is, uh, do you think Shah and Wilson's uh, game time in uh, the next three game week is nailed? So for, for Shah, okay, we look at our central defense. Uh, so we don't 
really um, reinforce our central defender uh, this season by signing someone. So we have uh, currently have two right-footed uh, centre-back and two left-footed centre-back. And uh, we know that how likes to play with one uh, right-footed and one left-footed centre-back. So we uh, currently we have uh, Shah and uh, Lascelles as uh, our right-footed right centre-back. And also at uh, left-footed centre-back, we have... Uh, Botman, which is uh, currently injured, and also we have Burn, which is uh, converted into centre back the, the last game uh, from his uh, left back position. So, um, Cher, we have to play him in 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 the in Premier League and also in the Champions League, even though uh, he, he seems uh, he has uh, carrying some ego, he has some. Uh, he looks tired in some games, but uh, he's, he's quite nailed in terms of minutes uh, for for the big games. Uh, Wilson, I'm 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 quite uh, not not really convinced that he will get many minutes. Uh, I think he will continue to share the, the minutes in uh, the, the center central forward position with uh, Isaac. As uh, we can see, Eddie uh, Howe don't really uh, favor the the double striker. Um, formation that he, he, he played towards the end of last season because we have reinforced uh, on the left wing uh, position. So uh, I, I don't think it's a, a, a good uh, suggestion to get Wilson uh, uh, or, or Isaac right now until we, we, we can see the, the trend on how, how he plans to rotate this season. Whether he wants to play Isaac in the Champions League or he wants to play Wilson in the Premier League, we don't know for now, like uh, Sun Cup said just now. So uh, who are the players that we should get for Newcastle if we want to get any? So we look at uh, first. We look at Newcastle's fixtures. Uh, so we'll go to the fixtures play uh, fixtures page right, uh, for Aditya. Okay. So Newcastle, we have uh, Brentford, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Ham, Crystal Palace, Wolf. So we have uh, six good game weeks uh, that we can really do well. Uh, before we face uh, Arsenal in game week 11. And after that, we have Bournemouth before we face Chelsea and Man United. So the, these six game week, I think, uh, is a, a good uh, good, good game weeks for us to bounce back, especially the international break that came at the uh, right time as well. So we look at uh, who are the Newcastle players that uh, we want to pick. So as I mentioned in the, the, the wildcard just now, if Botman is fine, he's uh, the cheapest uh, defender that we can get in the so-called top six, top seven uh, strong teams. And the only thing I'm worried about uh, getting Botman is uh, we, we, we lack of clean sheets and Botman lacks of the, the attacking um, potential. So we only have uh, around two, two clean sheets in the past uh, 20 plus matches. So this is something concerning if you want to get uh, Botman. And um, for Probe, I, Probe, I think he's a good keeper to get, but uh, with the lack of clean sheets, I think he's uh, too pricey for a goalkeeper with uh, 5.5 million. I think we can spend it on other cheaper goalkeepers. And also, um, for me, if I have to pick one, I'll go Trippier. Uh, again, Trippier, despite uh, his uh, high price uh, for now, uh, I think we can still afford him with uh, us not going the Salah way. And also, there are so many cheap options. I think we can afford Trippier. And despite him not really returning in the first uh, four game weeks, I think uh, if you look at his underlying stats, he's, he's still the top performer of the team. He has the highest number of touches in opponent's half in the final third. He has the most number of successful crosses so far. He has created the most chances so far, which is, uh, we, we, we don't really converted these chances, but he has been creating these chances. Uh, he has made the most uh, interceptions and recoveries, so the, those are good for bonus points. And uh, some, there are some speculations um, uh, at preseason that uh, the arrival of Tonali uh, will actually take some set pieces away from him, and it hasn't happened so far. He has taken uh, all corners and all free kicks except for one, which uh, Gordon has taken. And uh, minutes-wise, I think uh, a lot of people I've seen on Twitter, they are concerned that uh, with uh, Champions League games coming up, he might be rotated because, uh, as we know, he's already uh, 32 years old right now. Uh, but um, for me, um, yeah, there are some people also will say that he'll, he'll be shifted to the left-hand side, like uh, what uh, Southgate uh, did to him in England, or maybe to play the inverted position. Uh, for me, it's, it, uh, I, I don't think uh, Eddie Howe will do that. I think his best position is still at the, the right-back position, uh, just pumping in all the crosses. And I think he's quite nailed in uh, the Premier League and, and, and Champions League games uh, for now. Uh, he, he, he don't really show signs of fatigue. I think uh, he's... Uh, 
he looks quite strong. Uh, he started all the games last season, and I don't think it'll be uh, any difference this season. So even though we have more games in the Champions League, I think he's quite new in in the Premier League. So if you have uh, extra money, I, I I think it's a uh, not a bad option to invest on Trippier right now. Yeah. So that's uh, my not so short analysis for for Newcastle. <laughs> Okay, then so we'll go on to the next one. That's uh, I think the next three questions I think we kind of answered it, but we'll just go very quickly. What's the best post of action with Jackson? I think hold holding, yeah. Um, I think the coming fixtures are a bit more uh, compatible with Chelsea attack than the fixtures which went past, right? People were. Very gung ho about uh, Nottingham Forest at home. I, I I was not sure why because I think Forest have shown against United against Arsenal that they are tricky to face at home. Right, uh, the upcoming fixtures are fixtures where they'll get a bit more space. Uh, we have seen that Jackson is the guy who's going to get the chances, get the opportunities. Whether he converts it or not is something we have to see. So he he will continue to be the guy who will get opportunities in the coming three or four weeks, and if he still underperforms his XG, then it makes completely good sense to just sell him out and find the next best guy. And we might know who's the new Newcastle forward is by then, and uh, it might make for a easier, safer transition. Yeah, uh, in in my opinion, actually, people over magnify that that that. Big miss that they had uh, the the last game. I think every every strikers <laughs> have have some some big miss. Even though uh, even Haaland uh, missed these chances uh, once in a while as well. So uh, as you say just now, he he has the chances. He actually, he actually has the most amount of uh, big chances. Uh, same as Haaland so far. So if he get the chances, I think eventually he will score. Uh, he's not a bad striker. So uh, uh, for me, it's a wait and see. Uh, maybe until the the good fixtures are over, I won't be selling uh, Jackson. Senior, senior. Patience again. Right, you're getting a play from Chelsea, so I think they're kind of disappointed. Uh, I I have him since game week one, and uh, I, it's been a nightmare. So I'm just looking forward to the next few weeks, wherein at least he finally manages to get few returns. That should be good enough. Okay, next question is going straight to Sankal. Is retaining Martin Lee for the Everton fixture justifiable given the strong performances of cheaper midfield options? And there's one more question regarding Martin Lee. That's, should I say Martin Lee for Bruno? No. <laughs> I, I, over the next four or five weeks, I feel they are they have fairly comparable ceiling, and that's why I'm not pretty sure. Uh, it's a curious case of Bartnell, something that we had spoken in our pre-season pod that we have to see how Howard impacts Martinelli. Uh, I People are going to talk about Eddie, but I feel more than Eddie, it's been Kai Havertz who has impacted that entire post position. But it's not about the quality of players, it's just two players who are not settling in. At the same time, I feel Martinelli has got chances, got opportunities. He's just not converted, not clear cut opportunities but a lot of 50-50s which last season he was converting right so I'm going to see out the Everton match uh, we also are expecting Gabriel Jesus to start people really like Gabriel Jesus and Martinelli combo so I just want to see it out uh, it makes sense to move him out for example if you don't have someone like Mbomo will you do it why not right so there are players who are who are playing for settled squads for example if you don't have Madison will you do it for Martinelli I would do it uh, but at the same time, I also feel that there is a haul coming in and we might be just selling him you know, before that haul. Is my, I have Martinelli in my team alongside Saka and I've still kept him. Uh, because uh, people are saying you know, United fixtures are better than Arsenal. I feel them more or less similar in nature. I don't think over the next five either have a really strong demarcation. So it's up to you if you're more comfortable with Bruno. You know, play Bruno if you're more comfortable with Martinelli, play Martinelli. But at the same time, I don't think I'll sell Martinelli to go to Bruno because I don't think I've seen enough from Bruno as well. Yeah, I, I have Martinelli as well. So uh, I, I will be keeping him against uh, 
Everton because I think he can do something despite the bad record against uh, Everton. So we, we'll see after the game uh, what, what we'll do with Martinelli. But uh, as, as Sankam said, uh, even according to the stats, actually compared to last season, uh, in average per game, actually, uh, mm. Martinelli have uh, more shots on goals and also he has uh, more touches, touches in the penalty box. Just that in terms of big chances, uh, he has uh, reduced significantly. So uh, we're not really sure uh, why, but then uh, he has the, the, the shots. He just uh, struggled to get into good chances and struggling to convert them. So we'll see whether that change uh, in the next few games. Yes, uh, I agree. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> he plays for Arsenal in good fixtures. Obviously, you're going to kind of bank more on that, right? So, obviously, but on the other end, you will also lose returns from other players like MVM, right? More or less, there are stubborn managers like me who have not got him. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Let's go on to the last question. I think we did answer it. Just go with, just briefly touch upon it. Touch regarding goalkeeper rotation, should we consider Celine Turner and Johnston? Eventually, yeah, but uh, I'm not convinced using my transfers on it. I would ideally time my wildcard and use that and hope that by then Turner is still the guy starting or Johnston. You know, one of the two are starting. If at any point of time suddenly you get a news, news that both your goalkeepers are not supposed to start. That's the reason I would, you know, really push that. But until then, I'm going to just keep hoping that one of these two starts. Yeah, that, that's the situation I'm currently in. So I have both uh, Turner and Johnson, which is the bad news for me. And uh, I, I just saw a tweet that regarding uh, Turner's wife is due to uh, deliver a baby, I think this game week or next game week. So we're not sure if it's a, an excuse for him to miss the, the next game. So for me, uh, uh, they have uh, better options. Uh, eventually, I think Turner will lose his place. I'm not sure about Johnson because last week, uh, uh, Roy actually came out and said that Johnson will, will keep his place for that game. So uh, we'll, we'll have to wait for the press conference to see if he, he does that again or he says it surely that uh, Henderson will start uh, ahead of Johnson. So uh, for now, uh, I'm, I'm not doing a goalkeeper transfer. I'm, I'm gambling on one of them to start. And uh, I don't think it's a, the game week that uh, we, we should do uh, Turner into uh, the like-for-like -like replacement in Ariola because uh, Ariola is facing Man City. I'm not sure if you do the transfer, Ariola will return uh, one or two points more than than than, than uh, Turner if he don't start. So it's not a transfer that worth uh, risking this game week. Maybe in the future, yes, but uh, not now for me. Yes, I'm not going to like discuss more on it because I fairly agree with what both of you have said. It's kind of ways to like use a transfer on keepers unless both of them have lost their place. So that's when you will have to maybe ship out one and then ship out the other during wildcard. Yeah, makes sense. So let's go on to captaincy very quickly and uh, then we'll go on to our past teams. And obviously, choice is option one. It's again Erling Haaland. <laughs> Uh, okay, for, for me, if I have Son or Madison, I would consider captaining them ahead of Harlan. But unfortunately, I don't have uh, either. So my captain this game it will be Harlan. And another interesting option is, uh, 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 I think it's, uh, no one would have uh, considered him, but I, I'm considering captaining Rashford. Uh, he's at home. Man United have good home record and he's uh, facing against Brighton, which is uh, defensively very poor so far. So um, he has returned the past two games and I expect him to return again against uh, Brighton. So for, for now, my captaincy is uh, on Haaland and I don't think I'll change my mind uh, unless something uh, drastic happens till the deadline. I'm, I'm on Madison at the moment and I think I'm going to go for it. Good, good luck. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Alan. Yeah, boring. Lesson I learned in game week one. So, I'm not going to do that. I think that's it's still haunting me. Uh, so, that's the reason, yeah. I think uh, that's my option. Yeah, United, I am very happy that Leon is more optimistic than me. So, that, that's how we are, right? <laughs> Anyways, so these are the few options. Last week, we, we did... I think we did mention uh, Julian Alvarez 
Darwin Nunes and all in our list. So those who actually had a look at it and actually went for those moves actually got few returns. But anyways, Haaland and Son were the people who got Hendrick. So vast majority of managers would have got you know those double-digit haul from Haaland itself. Anyways, I think we're done with captaincy. Let's look at our first teams and wrap up this stream. So this is Leon's team. Yep, so uh, right now my current situation is, uh, like, like I said just now, I have Turner and Johnson. So I'm starting Turner, of course, uh, because they have good fixtures at home against Burnley. So uh, currently not touching my goalkeepers and, and uh, defender, of course, I, I will start three against Saliba, Vardio. I'm not sure he will start again, but I will start him and uh, also Estupinian. And I'll bench uh, Colville and Bayer for this game week. Um, it's, it's a tough bench because if the Guardian don't start, I don't think um, he'll be brought on. So Colville will come in for me. And uh, in terms of midfield, I have uh, Saka and Martinelli. For Arsenal, I have Diaz, I have Rashford and I have Foden. So my cap vice captain is on Rashford. And uh, striker is uh, Haaland and Jackson. Uh, keeping my faith in Jackson, not transferring out. And uh, my captain is on Haaland. So, so far, um, the only transfer I'm considering is uh, if the press conference uh, clearly saying that Turner and Johnson won't play, so I'll definitely, um, I, I will sell uh, because I don't have any money in the bank. I have uh, around 0 0.3 million, so I cannot uh, convert a Turner into better keepers other than Ariola. So I, I won't do the Ariola, Ariola transfer, so I will sell Johnson instead if I have to. And uh, other than that, I think the team is it's, um, quite solid and uh, I'll stick with it for another game week and see what happens. So next. Yeah, so this is my team. Turner at the back, Estupinian, Chilwell, and Cass at the back. I missed out on a Cass mega haul. I am hoping to get one this week. Mbomo, uh, Martinelli, Saka, Madison, Foden, and uh, Haaland and Isaac you know, at the front. Madison is my current captain, and Saka is the vice captain. Okay, let's go on. Last but not least, my boring team. And one on nine goals. <laughs> one on nine, Chilwell, Saliba, Rudogi, Foden, DS, Rashford, Saka, Madison, Haaland, and Jackson. Yeah, I have pinched Estupinian. It's a coin toss between Estupinian and Saliba. So, I don't know. I, I would play Estupinian over Saliba. I mean, you don't lose out a, a lot because Saliva is going to give you at max just six points, right? With S2, you always have that higher ceiling. Right? But uh, neither of you thinking of captaining, say, Louis Diaz against Wolves. Wolves have not looked great as well. Uh, yeah, my, my concern about Diaz is uh, his minutes uh, because since... Uh... I think the past three games he has not finished the game. He's sub out around 60, 70 minutes. Uh, so, and they, they tend to focus uh, the attack. Uh, if I observe based on eye test, they tend to focus the attack more on the um, the right hand side with Salah. And if if Nunes played, then I think uh, Diaz become even a lesser threat. Uh, if if you look at the the the, the last game, and also um, for the Saliba and uh, Estupinian choice uh, again. Uh, like what we debated last week, I, I think for this week I will start uh, Saliba because I'm quite confident that Arsenal can keep a clean sheet this time against Everton. And if they manage to keep a clean sheet uh, with a narrow win, then Saliba might get some bonus points. So for me, I will start Saliba over Espinion because I think Brighton will definitely concede. Definitely. And that's more or less the same reason. That's why I'm born with this. But yeah, I mean, Sankal proved he's an Arsenal fan, so that's why when he is like, you know, don't start doing the study, we'll concede. <laughs> Anyways, I think we are done with this stream, right? This this is the fixture ticker, so we're just going back to the first deck. So, we're done with this episode 17. We discussed, I mean, wildcard a little bit. Uh, our teams, our thoughts on the dilemmas, looking at the transfers, ins and outs, and we answered a few questions here and there. Think do drop us a follow on Twitter, like, subscribe here on YouTube, like this video, and uh, to rate us on the audio platforms. Uh, we'll be back next week for Game Week 6 preview. Before that, we will be having a Game Week 5 deadline stream on Saturday before the deadline. I think that will you know have much more updated content because we'll have more information post press conferences and once the players you know, they start training. 
official training sessions have begun, but we'll have more information you know, over the next few days. So thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Thank you, guys.